Hello, this is Ahuka, and this is Hacker Public Radio, and I am continuing our series on uh, LibreOffice, uh, focusing for the moment on LibreOffice Writer. And uh, what I want to do right now is I want to pick up from last time we started our look at the properties that styles can have. Um, and there's a lot going on, and that's why it, it's taking us a little bit of time to get through all of this. But I think it's important. Uh, let's see if uh, if we can get through some more of this uh, and you know get into how we use all of this stuff. But y you need to understand what these things are about um, when you start taking a look at it. So last time we looked at the organizer tab, the indents and spacing tab, and the alignment tab. So those are, are pretty important, but we want to uh, continue our look. So now I'm going to go to the text flow tab. Um, and the, the first part of the text flow has to do with uh, hyphenation. Hyphenation occurs when uh, you are typing and you get to the end of a line and you start typing the next word and there's really not enough space for that word to fit. Well, what do you do? You have a number of options here. And one of the options is you could simply say, well, you know, I'll just take that next word and go to the next line. And if you don't do anything on this tab, that's what would normally happen. So you might type three or four letters of that word. Uh, you've run out of space. Those three or four letters you've typed automatically jump to the next line as you continue typing. Well, that's, that's one way to handle it. It's not necessarily a bad way. But one of the things you can do with LibreOffice, if you wish, is you can do what is called automatic hyphenation. Uh, now, this isn't the most sophisticated thing in the world, okay? If you were uh, uh, really into grammar and, and writing styles and all of that, you would know that there are rules about hyphenating, etc. Uh, LibreOffice doesn't know what those rules are. Uh, and those rules are probably different for every language. And LibreOffice is a multi-language international program. So it, it does a kind of a brain-dead simple thing. If you check automatically, you can then set uh, three things. The first one is characters at line end, okay? Uh, so if you set it for two characters at line end, that means there has to be at least two characters before the hyphen. Otherwise it jumps. So you're, you're typing a long word and you type the first letter, that fits on the line, fine. You type the second letter, that fits on the line. You type the third letter, it doesn't fit. Well, you know, what happens then? A, a hyphen. Well, it's not quite that simple because you have to leave space for the hyphen as well. But what this is saying is that if you hyphenate the middle of a word, there will be at least two letters on the f first line and then the remaining letters on the other line. 
Uh, now, characters at line begin uh, takes a look at the other side of that. What happens if uh, you're, you're typing along and you've got most of the word in there, but there's not quite enough space, and so the last few letters go on the next line? Do you put a, a hyphen in for that? And this says, well, there has to be at least so many letters on the second line uh, following that hyphen. So you can set that here. And then maximum number of consecutive hyphens says how many consecutive lines end with a hyphen. Uh, and you might want to put in something there. Um, and, you know, LibreOffice will take care of that. Um, now, the next thing we want to take a look at is breaks. Uh, and there are, you know, uh, places where this becomes kind of interesting. Um, so, what a break is, is either saying we're going to start a new section or maybe start a new page or something like that. Uh, now, on some kinds of documents, you, you might want to have a page break. Let's say you have a long document with sections in it. Uh, you know, a good example, think about a book. Um, you know, every chapter starts on a fresh page, doesn't it? <laughs> so what you could do is say, uh, you know, if I'm putting in a chapter heading, uh, there should always be a page break in front of that. Uh, and that says, start it on a fresh new page whenever that comes along. Um, so how would we do that? Um, <coughs> So we would go insert a page break and then select before. Um, and then you can say, well, that does that only apply to certain page styles or uh, all of them or default? Um, and then you can even, if you were doing automatic numbering, you could restart your numbering, okay? which. For a book, that might not make sense, but for certain documents, it might. Um, so you could say, you know, I want to, uh, uh, if you leave it at zero, it'll just keep going with whatever the page numbering is, but you can automatically reset it if you wish. Um, then you've got options. Now, this is something you do want to pay attention to. One of them would be for a style where you say, do not split the paragraph. Now remember, when we say paragraph, we're talking about paragraph level. So, so even headings are paragraphs in that sense. They're paragraph level objects. Uh, list items are paragraph level objects, and so on. Uh, so you could say, well, and I just don't want this to be split. Well, if that's the case, what's going to happen is if you start one of these paragraph level objects and uh, it, there's not enough room to fit it in on this page, it'll move the whole thing to the next page. And so the previous page, there'll be a little more blank space at the bottom than usual. But, you know, there's, there's times where you might want to do that. Uh, keep with next paragraph is a really useful one for headings. Uh, so my general rule with all headings is to always check keep with next paragraph. Well, think about it. A heading is like a section title. Would you want to have a section title at the bottom of a page and then everything that it refers to on the next page? That would look really stupid. 
So if you say keep with next paragraph, <coughs> I'm in a long document, I'm chugging along, and I've said, uh, okay, this is going to be uh, uh, my next section, so I put in a uh, heading two for a major section. Uh, and it happens I'm at the bottom of the page. And, you know, when I'm typing along, I'm not really paying attention to where I am on the page necessarily. Then um, I hit enter, and I start on a paragraph, and the writer looks at it and says, wait a minute, your paragraph just went to the next page. Uh, and so it's going to say, well, let's, let's keep these things together, keep with next paragraph. It would move my heading over to the next page, put it at the top of the page, and then the, the text would go right under it, and that would all happen automatically. Similar to that, orphan control and widow control, uh, which are also kind of related to what we talked about with hyphens. They're all very similar concepts. Uh, so what are widows? What are orphans? Okay. Um, an orphan is um, a single line at the bottom of a page with the rest of the paragraph all on the following page which also looks really stupid. So, you know, your paragraph might be 15 lines long, and you've got one line at the bottom of a page and then 14 lines on the next page. That looks kind of stupid. And so orphan control would prevent that. Widow control, uh, widows are when you have a single line, the last line of the paragraph goes to the top of the next page. And so, again, you've got your 14-line paragraph. Well, 13 lines are on uh, the previous page, and the very last line is on the next page, and that would be a widow. Widow and orphan control prevents that from happening. Uh, and I, I like that. Okay? So, how does that work? Let's say you're, you're typing along, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> you get near the bottom of the page. So, let's say you've got a paragraph that's been going on for a while, uh, you, you've got 10, 15 lines of it already, and you get to the bottom of the page, and you jump to the next page, and you keep typing. And let's say you only type three or four words, and you're done with the paragraph. You hit the Enter key to end that paragraph. And at that point, writer's going to look at it and say, wait a minute, you just created a widow. You just created a situation where most of the paragraph was on the previous page, but only one line was on the next, and you've checked widow control to say you don't want that. So what it would do is it would take that line and move it back to the other page, and then it would, it would fudge things to make that work. All right? Take a little out of the margin, maybe. Um, you know, whatever it needed to do to, to make that work. It, it can get complicated, but... That's basically what it does, it just moves it over. Now with orphan control, and this is one of those things, if you were actually watching the screen while you were typing, which isn't the recommended way for touch typists, but how many of us are really good touch typists these days, you would occasionally see something like this, uh, where you've started a paragraph, and you've typed a couple of lines, and then all of a sudden, everything you've typed jumps to the next page. You go, oh, that was interesting. Well, that would have been orphan control kicking in. You started the paragraph. Writer doesn't know what's going on here, so, you know, you finish the whole line, you go on to the next line, and then all of a sudden, 
you keep typing in this paragraph and writer says, wait a minute, you've just created an orphan. You've checked orphan control, moves everything over. So uh, I like widow and orphan control. Whether you'd use it in headings, I don't know. That's uh, slightly different. With headings, I always check keep with next paragraph. But for uh, text, uh, you know, like par like actual paragraphs or body text or whatever you want to call it, uh, I would always check widow and orphan control. You know, make sure that I don't have a problem there. So that's the uh, text flow. Uh, the next tab is font. Uh, you know, this is pretty straightforward. You basically get to choose the uh, the font. Now, when they say family, what they mean is that technically. Uh, if you dig into this, uh, there, these things are not a single font. It, it's a it's a, a a bunch of fonts of various sizes and and uh, characteristics that are put together. So, uh, like mine for my heading here, heading one says Liberation Sands because uh, I've chosen that. But Liberation Sands comes in in several different styles. So the next thing is, well, which style within Liberation Sands do you want to use? Now, I've chosen bold. I could have gone with bold italic, but I just chose bold. And then for size, uh, mine is set at 145%. Uh, then under that, the language, and this applies particularly to the spell checking, and you can see that because it, it, there's a the little drop down there. It has ABC with a check mark, that's spell check. It says English parentheses USA. I live in the United States, so um, it's it's going to spell color without a U <laughs> and uh, things like that. Uh, then below that it gives just a little, you know, here's what it would look like kind of thing. Uh, and it says the same font will be used both on your printer and on your screen, and here it is so you can see what it looks like. So I think font is pretty straightforward. Most people know that. Then there's font effects. Uh, any number of things you can do here. Uh, you could ha choose color. Now, uh, I'd be careful about that. Uh, you know, are you doing something that's going to be mostly electronic? Is it going to be printed? If people print it, is it going to be printed on a black and white printer or a color printer? You know, you could go a little bit nuts here. Uh, you know, various effects. Uh, capitals, lowercase, title, small caps. Uh, these are all things you can uh, select, but uh, I usually don't particularly select effects. Uh, but you could, for instance, with, uh, make a style that had all small caps, for instance, if you wanted to do that. Um, you could do uh, effects like embossing and engraving. Those would be relief. Um, overlining, uh, strikethroughs, underlining. Right? All of those can be built into your style. Uh, outline, shadow, blinking. <laughs> you know, imagine blinking. Okay, uh, that's not one that uh, very many people will thank you for using. So font effects is probably one of those things. Uh, I, I'm not going to get into much detail here because 99.99% of the time you don't need to go here. Uh, then the next one, position. And there might be some times where that might come in handy. You can do a superscript or a subscript. Um, you know, that's probably more useful in, in character styles than it is in paragraph styles uh, most of the time. 
but you know, you could rotate it. And this could be really useful. Uh, let me give you an example that, that uh, they use in the documentation. If you had a table and you wanted to have uh, headers for each of the columns in your table, and sometimes you don't want those to be horizontal, uh, it might look better if, if they read vertically. And this would let you do that. And it doesn't, um, it, the way it works is it's like you had rotated the whole page and then written it normally um, rather than say have the letters lined up the way you're used to only they're one above the other. I'm, I, I'm probably not doing a very good job of explaining that but if you take a look at documentation or play with it you'll see. But that that's something that would be uh, useful if you wanted to get into that. Um, then um, you know you can play with the, the the spacing or the kerning and what kerning is kerning is adjusting the space between letters just like letting was adjusting the space between lines chances are un unless you're getting really geeky you're not going to need to do all of that and that brings us to outline and numbering this applies if we want to take a look at um, you know, in, in outline terms, we talk about outline level, level one, level two, level three, um, that sort of thing. So you could say, yes, I want this to be part of my outlining. Uh, for headings in particular, that's probably a pretty good thing to do. So a heading one uh, is set up as level one. I could also set it up to be numbered, okay? Uh, and so, it, you know, my first heading one would be number one, my second one would be number two, and it would insert the numbers, and then I could play with the style. Do I want it to uh, be Roman numerals or Arabic numerals or whatever? Um, and I can even talk about restarting the numbering. Uh, remember, that's something that's frequently an issue. Then there's tabs, and uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can do with tabs. Uh, I think I'm gonna, probably going to treat that as a separate topic in itself to get into all the stuff you can do with tabs at a certain point. Uh, then uh, drop caps and that is uh, what that means is that the capital letters instead of extending higher above the other letters extend lower. Right, it's an interesting effect uh, probably again I might do that as a character style as often as not but what you could do is have it for the first uh, um, character of a paragraph or something like that. Then you can set a background um, color to something, uh, which, you know, for most documents you're not going to need to worry about. And then finally borders, which for a lot of these things is not going to be an issue. Uh, but, you know, when we start taking a look at uh, frames, for instance, that's a case where borders really makes a whole lot of sense because by the very nature of frames, this rectangular element holding things that's positioned on a page somewhere. So imagine you were doing a newsletter and you wanted to lay it out, and so you know the frame might have a, a, a little photo with a little bit of text under it, and you want the rest of the text to flow around it, and you want to put a border. You know, That would be a good thing to do. So uh, that's been kind of a, a quick look at uh, all of the things that you can do with styles. It, it actually took us two episodes just to get through all of the style properties you have here. Um, but, you know, once we have that, 
uh, once we understand what that is, we can start taking a look at how we use specific styles and organize things on the page and how this turns into a real boost to productivity once you get used to using it. Uh, and I'm going to explain some of that uh, next time because I'm going to actually create a style and we'll see how that works. So this is Ahuka signing off for Hacker Public Radio and reminding you Support free software. Every chance you get, support free software. Thank you. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike, 3.0 license.